0: Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station.
1: And welcome in. It's Bleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight with you until 8 o'clock on this Thanksgiving Eve. Hell Wednesday, Blackout Wednesday, whatever you want to call it. We're going to have a little party here on the show tonight. Jack McGrath is with us. We've got Sean Grainy with us as well. We're going to have some fun here until 8 o'clock. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight. Again, don't forget, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago, also take us on the go with the ESPN Chicago app. We're going to talk a little bit of Bears, also go around, because we've got some some fun games tomorrow on the Thursday Thanksgiving slate, so we'll get into that as well, a little five up, five down, and all of your Thanksgiving thoughts as well. But let's start with what we just heard with Ryan Poles and with... Albert Breer and Matt Eberflus and how that all sort of ties together. So Albert Breer from SI.com. You can hear him on this station every single Tuesday at 8.35 a.m. with Cap'n J. Hood. And this was Albert Breer talking about... Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles' job status in a little mailbag Q&A that he had for SI.com.
2: I think right now it's trending towards Eberflus not being back. Um, I think that in part is due to Kevin Warren's influence in the organization. Remember, Kevin Warren came in after being the commissioner of the Big Ten. He did not hire Ryan Poles. He did not hire Matt Eberflus. I think he is motivated to see what he can do with his own guys in there. I've also heard Kevin Warren wants to be a little bit more involved on the football side so that could influence the decision making there
1: so you hear that and he i think the big part there at the top is that it is trending towards matt eberflus not being brought back and i don't think that comes as much of a surprise to anybody i think the way things have trended this year the lack of a win in the division kevin warren's a guy who understands optics he's been a part of big organizations and the optics of if you brought matt eberflus back with having two, uh, having the worst record in Bears history as a head coach, the worst winning percentage, would be a tough look to bring him back. I don't think optically you can bring Matt Eberflus back. He's been the worst head coach, and there have been plenty of bad ones in Bears history, but he has been the worst. And I think because of that and that alone, that automatically rules him out of contention of a guy that you would bring back to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears next year. Now, the other component to that, too, is surrounding Ryan Poles. And with Ryan Poles, here's where I stand with him. I don't think Breer was alluding to Ryan Poles potentially losing his job there. I think he was just pointing that out that, listen, Kevin Warren was kind of parachuting in here. He had no attachment to anyone there. But he never really called for Poles' job there, just stated that he wasn't hired by Warren. However, he did sort of say that Matt Eberflus, it was trending he wouldn't be brought back. He never mentioned anything about Ryan Poles potentially not being brought back. But as it sits right now, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, the Bears, through the Carolina Panthers and their losing ways here in 2023, have a 57% chance of getting the number one overall pick in this year's draft. I guess if you combine that with the Bears' chances of getting the first overall pick through their own pick, which is 6%, the Bears have a 63% chance via ESPN's Football Power Index of getting the number one overall pick for the second consecutive season. Now you look at everything that Ryan Poles has done, and Here's the interesting thing about Ryan Poles and how he's sort of, his reputation is being built so far. Everything, a lot of things have gotten their answers pretty quickly. When you think about a lot of the things Ryan Poles has done, a lot of the things have gotten their answers pretty quickly here. Usually, we look at moves that are made by general managers and think to ourselves, well, give it a couple years, see how it all plays out, and then... We will make our final declarations on whatever move was made by the general manager. Well, Chase Claypool, I think we got our answer there. That answer came to us pretty, pretty quickly as Bears fans, and it came became very apparent to Ryan Poles as well. Valus Jones, I think we've gotten our answer there, as well as he's been inactive the last couple of games. The trade of the number one overall pick, I think overall has been pretty good for the Bears when you look at the return with a guy like DJ Moore coming back the other way. You may also get the number one overall pick in a draft that is considered quarterback loaded. And then you also got some other sprinkles in there as well. And one of those picks also turning into Darnell Wright, who so far in his NFL career has looked pretty good. And a lot of people think could be a longtime starter on along this Bears offensive line. Now. We've gotten our answers pretty quickly on a lot of the polls moves that have been made. We there's still some that are marinating. We're still trying to see if they end up working out. But given everything that you've seen from Ryan polls so far, if you were running the Bears, if you were Kevin Warren, you heard what Albert Breer said there, you heard what he said on Cap and J. Hood's show earlier in the week, yesterday, actually to talk about how Kevin Warren kind of wants his fingerprints in on the football side of business a little bit more. He wants in on the football side a little bit more than maybe he anticipated heading into this season. If you're Kevin Warren, does Ryan Poles have the right to control the number one pick again? Should he be given the opportunity to control the number one pick again? Do you trust Poles to go out and make another decision with the number one overall pick, whether that's drafting a quarterback, whether that's trading out of that number one overall pick again, or whether that is drafting someone else besides a quarterback at number one overall. Do you trust them? The Football Power Index right now gives it a 63 percent chance that the bears, either through their own pick or through Carolinas, are going to land with the number one overall selection here. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. do you? Give Ryan Poles the keys. Has he earned the right to make the number one overall selection again? Or at least have it in his pocket and use it however he may decide to. And my thought on that is pretty simple. Ryan Poles absolutely has the right to get to use this number one overall pick. You can clear Eberflus out. You can clear the rest of the coaching staff out. You can clear Justin Fields out If you so desire. But Ryan Poles is someone who has to be in the building this April to make that number one overall selection. He should be given the opportunity to use an asset that I think he foresaw. Listen, there were a number of different options on the table for Ryan Poles when he was making this number one overall pick trade a season ago. There were the rumors of the deals with Houston. Could the Indianapolis Colts get involved? What about the Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers? And one thing that I always had in the back of my mind was, Ryan Poles has to have a little bit of foresight because you knew you were probably getting a future number one overall pick on top of the other batch of goodies that came the other way in the trade. And you have to have a little bit of foresight there to know who could potentially be the worst of the group that you're dealing with here. And he may have picked the right team to deal with, being the Carolina Panthers. And for that to me, I think that Ryan Poles absolutely deserves to get another crack at having a number one pick at his disposal. He went out and made the trade. This is part of his building process was to go out and make a trade for a future first round pick. And he could strike the lottery on it by it being the number one overall pick. In all likelihood, he is going to strike the lottery on it with it being the number one overall pick. And even if it isn't the number one overall pick, it is almost a lock to be a top three pick and one that Ryan Poles deserves the chance to use. But what do you think? 312 3776 Matt is in Streamwood. What's up, Matt?
3: Hello, Matt. Uh for for Ryan Poles, I don't know, Tyler. I am kind of getting scared with some of the stuff some of the choices that he has done. I understand he did trade with Carolina. Um and we might get the number one pick overall, but I don't know if he really had that foresight to see that or not. But I'm saying when we, if you want a quarterback, then this is your chance to get your quarterback if that's what Ryan Poles wants. But for me, if he has to get his quarterback, I want him to make sure that that quarterback is developed, like I told you before, Tyler, is that I don't want another Mitch Trubisky that has to play game five because Mike Lennon, the starter, is just so bad. And the same thing with Justin Fields. I don't want Justin Fields to play in game two and game three because Andy Dahl got hurt until they're ready. I just want, if you get the quarterback, develop that quarterback, make that quarterback earn, and when they're ready, whether it's game one or game 15 or 17, whatever it is, just have that quarterback be developed and that they know, like, so that they can go through their progressions. Like, we're not going through with Justin right now, where he doesn't know the defense, the progressions. But for me, I I don't know. With Ryan Posey, it just scares me with a lot of things that he's done. With the Chase Claypool, with the Vilish Jones, Mm -hmm. like, I know he's got that Dominique Robinson guy now, that the only defensive end that he's ever drafted, and now he's even been active like the past five weeks. And I said, what happened to their their draft picks? Some of your draft picks scare the death out of me because I just don't know what happened. Like what he's choosing, and what happened? Why they can't even see the field? So I, I, I understand your point. It's it's too early for him to be exited out. I mean, he's done some good for this organization, yes, with getting the draft picks and currency, but. For me, I, I don't know. Um, he did choose Matt Eberflus, and just right now, that coach is failing this this team right now.
1: Yeah, and appreciate the phone call there, Matt. Yeah, that, listen, there's certainly something to be said about the coach, and that's another thing to sort of add into that bucket of things that we've kind of seen already. The finality of he made a bad coach, he made a bad coaching hire. It's what he did. There's no doubt about that. Appreciate the call, Matt. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So, if Kevin Warren is to get more involved on the football side of things, and if Albert Breer is right that Matt Eberflus is on the way out, would you let Ryan Poles handle another number one overall pick? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah on ESPN one thousand.
0: Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
4: it's black and abdallah follow us on the ground at black and abdallah and at espn underscore chicago this is chicago's home for sports espn 1000
1: Tyler Aki in for Bleck and Abdallah tonight. Guys have the night off. Enjoying some Thanksgiving festivities, some pre-Thanksgiving festivities, I guess. Um, We've been talking about Ryan Poles. There was this soundbite from Albert Breer, who was doing a little Q&A mailbag on SI, talking about the future of Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles.
2: I think right now it's trending towards Eberflus not being back. Um, I think that in part is due to... Kevin Warren's influence in the organization. Remember, Kevin Warren came in after being the commissioner of the Big Ten. He did not hire Ryan Poles. He did not hire Matt Eberflus. I think he is motivated to see what he can do with his own guys in there. I've also heard Kevin Warren wants to be a little bit more involved on the football side, so that could influence the decision-making there.
1: So you hear that. Kevin Warren wants to be a little more involved on the football side. He also mentioned that with Captain J. Hood a little bit earlier yesterday, actually. I know. It feels like forever ago. Um, And it also mentioning the part there about Eberflus. But it got me thinking, and it got a lot of people thinking too, because he name drops Ryan Poles there, could Ryan Poles be on the way out? And with the Bears having, in all likelihood, the number one overall pick in this year's draft, do you trust Ryan Poles to go out there and be in control of a number one overall pick? My thought process is yes. I still think Ryan Poles should be given the chance to build this football team. It's tough to build things overnight. I know in the NFL we see teams go worst to first all the time. But there's one team a year that goes worst to first. It's not like, oh, half the league goes worst to first. No, there's still a pecking order. There's still a climbing process. There's still a building process that has to go with all of this as well. And I think Ryan Poles, for someone who went out and made a move to and had the foresight as well, in this move to go out and acquire the first overall pick in all likelihood should be allowed to go out and make the first overall pick and build things through a quarterback, a quarterback of his choosing. I'll get to Justin Fields a little bit later on in terms of how we would get to seeing if Justin Fields would be back for this football team next year. Right now, I'm pinning it at... 80% 80% the Bears are moving on. 20% there's a chance Field stays. 80% is what I'm putting it right now that the Bears would move on. But what do you think? 3123323776. Would you let Ryan Poles be in charge of another number one overall
5: pick? Steve's on the north side. What's up, Steve? Hello? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I was going to say my case against Ryan Poles is that I think the trades he makes by uh, getting rid of Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, and Robert Quinn, all in one fell swoop, for the most part, uh, deletes him from 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 being kept on. I think he's experimenting. Him and him Ava and Fuchs are both experimenting. And I think, for the most part, the Bears players, I believe they, they're doing with the best. But for the most part, they have third, second and third string players. I'm a big horse racing fan, and the class factor is a big difference. And a lot of people don't understand that a horse can run of five seconds, or not five seconds, maybe a second or two faster, but then he runs against a horse in the same class and he loses by six or eight lengths. So I just think the Rob, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan Poles, mm-hmm. just, uh, he's not, I just don't think he, I mean, not that he's not trying. I just think a first timer, he's experimenting and as well as the coach. I just think those trades, I don't think that that meltdown would have never happened if, if he'd have kept two of those players. That he traded away on defense.
1: Here, here's the one thing I I want to bring up to you though here, Steve, and, and talking about some of the guys that he traded away. Like he knew he was getting into a rebuild there. And the one guy like Khalil Mack, you kind of saw the writing on the wall. They had to get they were gonna move on from him. It was too much money. He just had to strip everything down so you could build this team. The one player that people do take issue with is Roquan Smith. But if you look at the guy or one of the guys that was brought in to replace Roquan was TJ Edwards. And if you look across the board, TJ Edwards' numbers are better than Roquan Smith. TJ Edwards leads the NFL in tackles right now. He's got more forced fumbles than Roquan Smith does this year. He's got more interceptions. He's got more sacks. So if you had to decide between paying a Roquan Smith in the neighborhood of $100 million or
5: paying... I think that, that would be good if... If T.J. If if, if T.J. Mac was on a team that had other people that were as competitive and as uh you know a type, but being with the other people that he's playing with, it don't. I mean, it's, the numbers are good for him, but it's not good for the team.
1: All right, appreciate the phone call there, Steve. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I get why. The purge happened on the defensive side of the ball. Robert Quinn, I think, was an easy one to get rid of. Khalil Mack, also another easy one to get rid of. Roquan Smith is the one that people were sort of up in arms with, but I had no problem with it. I think TJ Edwards has come in and done a really nice job after being the first signing of the offseason for Ryan Poles this year. I think he's done a really good job this year. Leads the NFL in tackles, like I mentioned. Also has contributed to turnovers. He's forced fumbles, recovered a fumble, has an interception this year as well. So I, I personally think that was a fine move given the ability to go out and get someone to replace that production that was there. Isaac is in Denver listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Isaac?
6: Hey, Tyler. Hey, sir. I love your show, man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate also, it. Uh, just a quick shout-out. I love the work you do on the college tailgate, you and uh, Shay Norland. Hey, thank you very man. much. We'll be back with you this Saturday. This weekend, oh, it's a good one. Uh Dude, I'm I'm a huge Oregon Ducks fan, so I'm okay. I'm all right, I'm hoping they can finish it, and uh, it's going to be wild to see what the rankings are at the end, depending on what happens. But best of luck to your uh, Ducks. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about the Bears. Uh, I'm actually totally in agreement with you. I think as long as Ryan Poles is there as the GM, I want him making the decisions. I don't want him looking over his shoulder or like second guessing himself. I want him to just you know go in and you know do what he thinks is right, and if he Makes a mistake, then he'll be fired. But if he doesn't, I just I just want to be able to do it with confidence, knowing he can make the decisions. I was really hoping that Kevin Warren was coming in. I like I, I was happy that he had more of a football knowledge than Ted Phillips, but I was still more hoping he would focus on like the new stadium, just focus on making the Bears better as an organization, and um, and still letting Ryan Poles um, do make the football decisions. And I realize the Bears kind of did it backwards. Like, they should have hired Kevin Warren first mm-hmm. and then, you know, hired the GM, the coach. But I still think, you know, Brian Pouls has actually done a pretty good job. Yes, he the big glaring mistakes, I think, are Bayless Jones and Chase Clay's, Claypool for sure. But he Darnell, Mo, or Darnell Wright is looking great. Um, the defense is progressively getting better. Now with sweat that he brought in, and so I, and I don't really fault him a whole lot on the CJ Stroud thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not looking good, but really I don't think anyone pre-draft was saying CJ Stroud was going to be this great. Um, and so the fact that he is, is kind of a surprise. So I don't, I, now if he doesn't pick a quarterback next draft, I might take issue with it unless. Justin Fields, and I know you said you're going to talk about this later, but unless he plays out of his mind the rest of the year, because I I really think the Bears need a draft, whether it's their first pick or the next one. They need a draft, a quarterback at least. But uh, I would definitely continue to ride with polls and stay the course. Hey, I love love listening to you, and go Bears.
1: Go Bears. Appreciate it, Isaac. Yeah, I get what he's saying, too, with the polls. You focus on football. Warren, you focus on the business side, building the stadium, all that. I get that, and I think that's the proper approach. But I think Kevin Warren got dropped into such an unstable situation, too. I mean, we've seen the turmoil within the team. We've, had, we've seen two assistant coaches leave the team this year for non-football reasons. And that in and of itself is something that it, it, the whole house needs to be cleaned up. I'm not saying it has to be cleaned out. But it needs to be cleaned up a little bit. You don't have to go out and purge everything in it. But there's some cleaning that needs to be done. And I think Kevin Warren is a guy who understands the optics of how a business should be run. And I think he's bringing a sense of seriousness and professionalism to the Chicago Bears. And that's exactly what you hired him to do. So if he does need to dip his toe into football for a brief moment, listen, I don't want Kevin Warren being involved on the football side forever during his tenure with the bears. But if you do have to dip your football, your toe in the football side for a little bit. I get it. There's a lot that needs to be cleaned up right now with the bears and Kevin Warren. I, I hope he is a part of that process because he has been a part of overseeing successful things on the football side, whether it's with the big 10, whether it's with the, the Minnesota Vikings, all that stuff. So I, I do think Kevin Warren does understand what needs to be done, and I think he should help out at least in an interim basis here. But I think part of being in charge in an interim basis is letting Ryan Poles go out and use this number one overall pick for this upcoming season. Jake is in Northbrook. What's going on, Jake? Hey, Tyler.
6: How's it going? Good. Good. I was just calling in to say Ryan Poles' future. He's had some misses with you know Claypool and some of the draft picks, but on the whole personnel-wise, I've generally approved of what he's done with the roster. For me, it's if, if he's not BSing and he really wants to keep Matt Eberflus and believes he's truly the best leader for the team, then to me right there should be Kevin Ward's signal to get rid of him and dump him. If you're tying yourself to Matt Eberflus, that's a long-term problem.
1: Totally agree with you there, Jake. Appreciate the phone call there. Yeah, that's one of the other things, too, with Eberflus, There were a couple of things from last year that gave me – cause to to think that you know this could work out with him the bears even though they were a bad team last year they played hard they played 60 minutes we haven't seen them play 60 minutes this year with improved talent and that's why i thought progressively we would see the bears take a step forward this year was because with improved talent and with an identity that seemed like there was starting to be built of discipline Last year's Bears team was a very disciplined team from a, uh, a penalty standpoint. That hasn't been the case this year. We've seen a number of stupid and untimely penalties. And then on top of that, I think when you also factor in the the way that, I mean, he's it just seems like he's lost out there. It seems like he's been twisted into a pretzel at times. With some of these press conferences, whether it was why isn't DJ Moore on the field, what, where was Claypool, and why wasn't he at the game? All of this stuff. It's it, is Justin in? Is he doubtful? Is he out? What's happening with Justin Fields? It just he's worked himself into this mind warp, and I don't think he can get out of it. And his team's not playing with that identity that it had last year. Even with a losing team last year, I thought they were starting to establish an identity. And that just certainly has not been the case so far in 2023. We'll take more of your Bears calls when we come back. You want to jump in 312-332-3776. Do you trust Ryan Poles to use the number one overall pick in this upcoming draft? 63% chance, according to ESPN's FPI, the Bears have the number one overall pick. Do you trust Ryan Poles to use it? That's our question. We'll take more of your calls when we come back. I'm Black and Abdallah. Tyler Aki in for the guys tonight.
0: You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special.
4: It's Black and Abdallah.
0: A real inspiration.
4: Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago.
1: Eber Quote. Talking Bears with you here on Bleck and Abdallah. Tyler Aki in for the guys tonight. If you want to join us, 312-332-3776. We're getting you ready for your Blackout Wednesday pregames, your Hell Wednesday pregames, whatever you want to call it. We're having a great time here. Do a little partying with Song of the Night coming up in about... Ten minutes from now, here on Black and as it always comes around six fifty. Here on the show, um, we've been talking about Ryan Poles and the Bears are in prime position an inside track at getting the number one overall pick for the second straight season. We've seen this happen before with the Jacksonville Jaguars when they drafted Trevor Lawrence, followed up by Trayvon Walker. Um, the Bears obviously traded away the first overall pick, but they may have received this year's number one overall pick in the the successive season. So when I look at what Ryan Poles, should he be allowed to have this number one overall pick again? And I think it's two-pronged here. One, Ryan Poles was the one that acquired the first overall pick. This is a part of his plan. And you have to let him see out the end of his plan. I think that when you go out and make a big move, like trading away the number one overall pick, part of why you do it is so you accumulate assets to set yourself up for future success. And I think that's exactly a part of the strategy here. Now, I don't know if Ryan Poles knew this was going to be the number one overall pick, but he probably had it somewhere in his mind that "Eh, there's a chance this could be the number one overall pick. I bet if he was a gambling man, which I hope he's not, that this was a move that he would make in hope that it would be a top-five overall pick for the upcoming season. And then you have that on top of your own pick, and we've seen how important having multiple first-round picks can be for a lot of these teams. And you look at some of these teams that have really set themselves up for success, the Eagles, the Dolphins... A lot of these teams have been built by having drafts where they had multiple firsts. And that's exactly what we're seeing with the Chicago Bears. They are put in a position to have success. They had all this cap room. They had all this draft capital. And now they have to enact the plan. Now it's time to execute. And if you can't execute this plan, well, then it tells you everything you need to know about whether or not Ryan Poles will still be the general manager of this team in three years. If the quarterback isn't ironed out, if it's not figured out and you've had the chance to pick any quarterback you want in a draft, also inherited one that was a first-round selection, then that is on you as the general manager. He will have the opportunity now to make a significant choice whether it's to keep Justin Fields, whether it's to draft a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, or maybe a little deeper down the line with a Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, whatever name is your flavor of the month there at the quarterback position out of college. He's going to have that opportunity now. And if he doesn't get this right, well, then it's a very simple choice to move on from him whenever we see the quarterback situation from a decision made in 2023 and the 2024 offseason, whatever that decision boils down to, that is the fate of Ryan Poles. And that could be the fate of his entire career path as well. Because if he screws this up, well, then he's not getting another job as a general manager in this league. He's been put in a very good position and it's a path that he forged He purged this entire roster last year to set the team up to potentially get the number one overall pick. He then offloaded that number one overall pick to go out and acquire more draft capital and put yourself in a chance to have multiple number one first round selections and go out and get multiple players to build for this team for the future. And now he just has to execute that plan. And if he doesn't execute it, it looks like he hit on... One of the pieces that he got, make it two, actually, if you want to throw D.J. Moore into that. But it looks like Darnell Wright's a hit. D.J. Moore, it looks like, is a hit. And if you're Tyree able to Stevenson. hit with yeah, Tyreek Stevenson, also a part of that, if that's a hit, and then you you also go into looking for a guy in this year's draft with your own pick and with Carolina pick, if those are hits, then you're starting to build up a little bit of a resume here as a general manager and put some skins on the wall. And I think the other part of this, too, you know, we've talked a lot about the whiffs that Ryan Poles has had as well. There were so many moves to be made here. There were a lot of darts to be thrown for Ryan Poles. General managers are going to miss. They're going to. It's just the the nature of the job, right? If And this is something I sort of laid out in the summer, too. Listen, we're gonna look at a number of these Ryan Poles moves and say, that's an L. That's an L. That's an L. We're going to. Because he had so many darts to throw, he's going to inevitably fail at a number of them. But can you get the big ones right? Can he get the quarterback right? That's the next step here. Three one two, three three two, three, seven, seven, six. Matt is in Lake Forest. What's up, Matt?
4: Hey, good. Uh, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to you as well. All right. Well, um, I couldn't agree with you more as far as what the front office and Ryan Poles have done to put us in this position that we are in right now. I mean, what franchise that's trying to rebuild wouldn't love to be in this position. So I think that it's frustrating for us being Chicago fans because we want results now versus trying to build something for a sustainable future. And I think that's one of the reasons why we hired Kevin Warren to do that. And it's been a very short period of time for Kevin Warren to start turning this around to what some of our unrealistic expectations are. Um, That being said, I also believe that we will not take a quarterback in the first round for many different reasons. Number one, you already know what you have in Justin Fields and the flashes and the upsides of what he can be as far as a star in this league. You know what he does wrong. We don't know what college quarterbacks can do in the NFL when you get it, so it's basically a lottery ticket to win the Powerball. And then if it doesn't work out, where are you at now? You are back to where you are. And also Ryan Poles made some moves to help this future of this NFL football team to be sustainable by getting D.J. Moore. I don't know the stats correctly, but correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't Justin Fields and DJ Moore have the best downfield passer rating as a duo in the NFL?
1: I would have to look into that, but we've I've, certainly seen I've, a couple I've, of flashes, including last week.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I think it was a stat that they said on the broadcast uh, you know, during the game. But, you know, anyway, I mean, this organization needs to have a culture, and we're trying to build a culture and sustainability. And I think that us as Bears fans are somewhat unrealistic as far as timeline and expectations from when those things are happening. And I honestly believe that that front office is really turning these things around. Maybe not as fast as what we hoped it.
1: All right, appreciate the phone call there, Matt. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Ryan's and Homer Glenn. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, brother? How you doing?
7: You know. Between what you've said, which I agree 100%, and the last caller, you almost took every word out of my mouth. Let's touch on what that guy just said, unrealistic expectations. I am so sick and tired of hearing these old head Bears fans call in and want to complain that they got rid of Khalil Mack, that we, you know, we didn't you know, do anything with Hicks, uh, um, Robert Quinn. These are old men that are aging that are getting a premium dollar for what they do on a football field. He inherited a terrible team. His job was to come in, turn it around, and do exactly what you just said, build a culture and try to create sustaining wins. And until you have a team full of blue-chip players, you can't have sustainable wins. You're going to continually be right back where we're at. Let's draft another quarterback. Let's not let him sit a year. Let's uh, throw him in halfway through the season. The media is going to have a frenzy with it. Oh, this guy's not the hit. What do you expect polls to be able to do? He made the trade to get us D.J. Moore. We now potentially have two top five first-round picks. What more could you want for a franchise for our future going forward? He hit on Darnell Wright. You have so many positives in the team, but us as Bears fans, same thing that the guy just said, unrealistic expectations. They think that one guy is going to come in here and change things. That's like the old Cubs mentality. We're going to sign one big free agent. We're going to sell tickets. We're not going to win anything, but we're going to sell tickets. Do you you want that team back? I don't want that team back. No. This guy generated better opportunities for the Bears in our future. Give him the opportunity to continue rolling with his plan and stop thinking no matter who it is, one person does not make a football team.
1: Thanks for the call, Ryan. Mahomes
7: is losing right now on the Chiefs. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Needs a little help. Have a great no doubt about that. Happy Thanksgiving,
7: bro. Go yep, Bears. You as
1: well. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Ryan. Appreciate your phone call. 312-332-3776. We will take more of your Bears calls, and we're partying with the song of the night coming up next.
0: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah.
1: of the night in just a minute here on black and abdallah you want to join us talking a lot of bears ryan poles justin fields looking forward with this bears team we'll take more of your calls as well coming up at seven o'clock tyler rocky and for the guys until eight o'clock tonight song of the night coming up in just moments but first adam in crown point what's going on adam
8: Hey, what's going on, Tyler? Uh first of all, I want to say I'm thankful for you, dude. Uh nobody can compl- can uh replace the boys, but if somebody has to, I'm thankful that it's you. Thank um, you very much. Of course, man. Um my my thing is that like uh I think I think Justin Fields, although he, he's had a couple stinkers this year, man, like I mean so our M V P candidates this year, like Jalen Hurts, like was terrible um on on monday night like we've had a lot of guys, a lot of quarterbacks this year who have laid out stinkers man and, but like we we've seen we should have won on sunday because of Justin Fields play um should have it, it, like he should be our quarterback but i think the fact that matt eberflus is such an awful head coach like he's unbearable he can't even talk to the media. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's just a mess. I think that he'll, he's easily gone. And because of that, Justin Fields can be the best quarterback in the world, but um, because it's like, you know, he's going to the fourth year of his contract. We're inevitably going to get a new coach um, who's going to want to sign on to not like anybody that signs on to be our new coach. Is going to want their own guy. Nobody's going to sign on to be his third coach and in, um, in four years and yeah. like and, and take and take that whole thing on. Like they want, they're going to want to get their own guy, especially if we have the number one pick. So I mean, it's going to be a bummer. I, I wish that wasn't the way that it works, but
1: I, I think that's just the unfortunate truth of it. Yeah, uh, I'll address a anything- lot of that coming up, Adam. Appreciate the phone call. For sure. Happy Thanksgiving, bro. Happy Thanksgiving, Adam. Appreciate it. Let's get to the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't
3: touch that dial because it's time for... (laughs) What
0: dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an...
5: Ah,
3: never
6: mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and
1: Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We go to 2011. Avicii and Levels. So why are we playing Levels by Avicii? Well, tonight is one of the biggest party nights of the year in the United States. As it is Blackout Wednesday, Hell Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, whatever you want to call it. People are getting rowdy tonight. And whenever I think of party, this is the first song I think of. This is the song I remember. This came out when I was in high school. This is like the first song that I remember coming out while I was in high school. It's my freshman year. And this song just all of, all of a sudden became big. There's also a version with Flo Rida in it that has a few more lyrics. but yeah, That's I think the, the one that got me. The the beat with this song, yeah. winner. Every time. You play this at a party, winner. Every time. Yeah, right,
6: It's money. It's money every
1: single time. Not, not a karaoke song, but a winner every single time. Not enough words for karaoke, but if you go to a club or a party, this is when this one plays, everybody's jumping up and down. They're dancing,
8: especially if you're saying this came out in high school. This must have been all the rage at your homecoming dances oh, and yeah. your
1: prom. And, yeah, that that's nice. Are you guys doing anything tonight? Getting rowdy? Getting after it? Not getting too rowdy. Too much focus on the big turkey bowl game tomorrow. Got to be focused big up turkey. on that. Oh, come on. All right, Beat. Jack, we got to teach you how to play hungover, my friend. <laughs> we got to teach you.
6: What about you, Sean? I mean, honestly, for me, I might just keep it in tonight. I gotta drive to Wisconsin tomorrow to my mom's for my Thanksgiving. So, mm. yeah, early early morning tomorrow for me.
1: Looks like you might be the lone wolf out here, going going wild. I don't know, you guys. I mean, I can come up with a plan for us. I can I can bring <laughs> you into the wolf pack I'm here. I'm down. I'm down to go. Hey man. Yeah. All right. I'm let's down get after clown. it. All right, we'll do it tonight. Blackout Wednesday, Hell Wednesday. Hope you're pregaming with us right now. Uh, I hope we're on. In, if we're on in some of your pregames right now, let, let us know. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Tyler Aki underscore. That's at Tyler, A-K-I underscore. Uh, we'd love to know. But yeah, Avicii and Levels, your song of the night. I want to rock! Hey,
3: turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... <laughs> what
0: dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp...
5: Ah,
3: never mind.
6: Crank the volume
3: because
1: it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's Song
3: of the Night. Yo, later.
1: What is your biggest measure... Of whether or not Justin Fields will be the quarterback of the Bears in 2024. We'll do that when we come back in two minutes.
0: This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.